You're listening to the Swap Mono Live podcast show brought to you by our friends at OGO. Hey, you're listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast presented by OGO, and uh, I'm here in um, Murrieta, California, uh, with my buddy Justin Bogle. And tonight we are welcoming a new sponsor of the show, Scott Goggles, Scott Sports, and uh, yeah, really excited about that. And Justin, you're—I saw you wearing Scotts today, right? Yep, back in Scott Goggles today. So cool deal thanks for having me on the podcast i've been uh waiting for my chance to to get on here with you yeah definitely so man some things uh some really exciting things happened in the last uh, two weeks for you then very exciting last couple of weeks it was extremely hectic for the last few months but all in all i'm very thankful for that time that time period we learned a lot uh I don't know. I wouldn't trade it for anything, really, and especially with ending up where we're at now at the Rocky Mountain ATVMC KTM team. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful how things end up working out as long as you just keep the faith and keep keep trying to move forward, <laughs> which is all we did. So um, anytime anything kind of fell through or changed, we would just, you know, adapt, adjust, and keep roll, moving. So roll the punches. It was a really, really cool, cool thing to see it all come together like this and uh, with an incredible group of guys, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really, really excited, man. It's been super seamless, the transition. Bum for Benny, obviously. Spend a lot of time with Benny, back home at uh, Rainer Graceway, and we live about a, I think, one exit from each other in OKC. So yeah, um, really like Ben. So bummed on that, but he's actually been at the track every day, just hanging yeah, out. Yeah, I saw so him there today on his crutches. It's pretty cool, up. man. That's good. So okay. You had a different ride lined up at first. <clears throat> Title sponsorship for that fell through. So then you had your own Honda, and you were you were trying to put something together, correct? Yeah, we were trying to put something together. Um, it was, again, like I said, it was turbulent. It was crazy, but <clears throat> I had a lot of incredible people that I have worked with in the past or had relationships with that jumped on board to help us and try to get this thing going. It was so last minute that it wasn't looking like Anaheim mm-hmm. or the first few rounds was going to happen. So this was a bit of a shock because I didn't really get to ride as much as I would have liked. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm not going to take full credit for this, but I was learning things. I was working on the bike myself and oh, yeah. Frace was helping and my dad was helping a lot and Robert Raynard and Marshall Plum, they were helping us a lot as well. So uh, Trey actually taught me how to tighten my chain, which was pretty funny. No way. So we were, we were actually, we, <laughs> so you we were, were learning things as basic as that recently. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I used to work on my bikes, just the simple stuff Yeah. when I was an amateur, but it's been 10 years since I've mm-hmm. had to do it. So uh, I could change a clutch now, you know, swap suspension, all that. I just had yeah. to kind of refresh myself, but yeah, it was going back to school for sure. But it was, man, it was awesome. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was an incredible experience and I got to learn a lot and it's not like a like a humbling experience like a that rocks your confidence or nothing like that it's almost just like a reminder to be grateful, grateful yeah and thankful for what opportunities you get and and right now is just a blessing man I wouldn't it's really cool because I wouldn't want to be in any other time period you know I'm not I'm, I'm very happy being in the present you mm-hmm. know we're we're learning we're getting better I'm excited 
I love the motorcycle and the team that I'm a part of right now. Um, just the whole thing, man. It's just, it's really cool. Um, <clears throat> without going along the path with all the detours and windy roads and potholes that we had to hit and dodge and all that, without all that happening, we wouldn't have ended up right here. So I'm thankful for the whole entire process and it's definitely not over. I know we have a lot of work to do. You know, we're a bit, a bit unprepared at the moment, but it's all good, man. Get out there, get, uh, some races under our belt and keep moving forward. And like I said, I'm extremely happy with the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't ridden a bike that I felt that good on that quick in a very long time. So, uh, it's just, it's a really cool place to be. So today when I saw you, that was day three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I rode, I rode a little bit outdoors <clears throat> Apollo with Supercross suspension. <laughs> That's not fun. On Sunday. <laughs> and then I rode, uh, I rode Monday and then I rode today. So okay. yeah, that was second day on Supercross, but third day on the bike. Yeah. Um, backing up a little bit, when I was watching your uh, your Instagram, your posts, um, you know, you're doing stories of <clears throat> washing the bike, working on the bike and everything. I, w I was pretty happy to see that, that you had that drive for that. Because do you remember like two years ago when the team was a little bit iffy with Hart and Huntington? And yep. I was like, hey, I heard this. And you were <clears> like, man... If this don't come together, I'm 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 gonna concentrate on music and not race anymore. I mean, you, well, that, at that point, <clears throat> you seem kind of like I I yeah. I mean, I can finish that for you. I was getting a little bit burnt at that time. Uh, just and I think being younger too. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm still very young, but I'm not young young. Like I've I've had experiences, difficult things to get through to grow, mm -hmm. and to just understand how fortunate I am and not in a weird way where it's like, Oh man, this is whatever, whatever. This is my dream. It's, it's not that it's that I know I'm extremely fortunate to be able to do this. And that I'm very blessed with a talent for this mm -hmm. that I should not take for granted because that'd be like smacking God in the face. Like I was very blessed. My family sacrificed a lot of their time, energy, money, and effort growing mm -hmm. up my whole life. So, um, and I love this man, like having, a year like I had last year was was very difficult to get through just on the bike, off the bike. It was just a lot of things going on. So to get through all that, and I think, I do think that things always work out as long as you keep going, you know? it's mm -hmm. I'm really good at this. I'm a Supercross champion. I've won outdoor at the highest level. I know that I can do this. It's just, it's just not always going to be simple and easy. Yeah. That's not how life works. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, I, I was staying at my parents' house. I just got a house in Oklahoma city, moved back home, which is mm -hmm. incredible. Um, I was staying at my parents for, I don't know, three weeks or something. And back in my old room, just kind of <laughs> doing the thing, you know, going back to the same old gym I used to go to. And, yeah. um, I mean, I didn't have anywhere else to stay. So I was staying with my parents. My dad was kind of helping me out here and there when he was done at work. Um, but just being in that environment, just kind of. Just, it was like a reset, huh? Yeah, it's, it home. just reminds you, and it it's almost like I got a second chance to do this right. You know, I've done a bunch of different programs. I've lived a bunch of different places. Mm -hmm. uh, I can kind of take what I've learned and what I like and what works for me out of all of it. And, you know, that's that's the blessing through all of this is I, I feel like I've learned so much over the years, but I'm still so young Yeah, that it's not, it's not like I'm learning this when I'm 30 and it's over. 
Yeah. You know, I'm learning this now when I could still have plenty of time to do it. So that's the coolest part about all this for me is just the realization that I'm very fortunate and that I do have a talent that I can't just take that lightly, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, shit, we, we worked together on many different things before, like, yep. but one of the things that I always thought was cool is that you are completely aware of the sacrifices your family made to get you where you are and stuff. And, and, you know, like when I was corresponding with your mom and she was sending me the old pictures for the drink <clears throat> doc thing, I mean, it's obvious that you guys are super tight and Definitely. that's, that's so great to see, you know, with my, yeah, I'm with my family. That's one thing that made last year so difficult too, is I was, I was gone, you know, I moved to Florida, so mm-hmm. I wasn't around anyone who, you know, I loved and loved me in that way. Not having my family. I'm very close with my mom. I'm very close with my dad. I talk to them every single day. Um, it's just, it's difficult being away from that. You know, being home, I got to be around my parents, my grandparents, like everyone that lives in my hometown, my sister, her husband, like that's family, you know, and I got mm-hmm. to spend Christmas with my family for the first time in five years probably, you know, so... I think all that stuff weighed on me more than anything mm-hmm. was just, I was unhappy in life Yeah, more so than with racing. You know, I, it hasn't been too bad. You know, I've had a lot of injuries and this and that, but it comes with the territory. You know, I get to do what I love, but being away from my family and that energy that you just can't replace with anything else. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> that weighed on me a lot. I think so getting back home close enough so that I can be, see my parents if I need to, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they can come over, we can do whatever we need to do and be there with Robbie and Ashley and everyone that's there and ride with, you know, Trey and have Frace there and Benny and everyone back there, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. that's family. So it's a different vibe. I'm very thankful for Jeannie and Ricky taking me and letting me come down and be a part of that program. Mm-hmm. Very thankful for that chapter of my life. But once I got hurt, and things kind of got off the rails with just life, things happening. Uh, kind of set back and realized, like, man, I I need to go home, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I wasn't aware that you had sold everything and moved to Florida. But previously, you <clears> had <throat> the house in Oklahoma. Then you had a house in, in Corona as well. Yep. Right? And I remember when we had those gnarly fires, like, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I texted you, hey, bro, is your house okay? You know, do you need me to go do anything? And, and you said, oh, I sold that place. So when did you get rid of all your properties and move to Florida full time? That would have been a year and a half ago, I think. After Outdoors in 17, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going all in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Yeah. <clears throat> and I bought a, a house in Tallahassee. I was doing all that, sold everything. Um and I just got hurt, got hurt, got hurt. Too much idle time, too much time to overthink everything. Yeah. And I was just by myself for a lot of it, you know, and it was it just wasn't that enjoyable. Mhm. Or the thing is is it takes a village no matter what you're doing, right? It takes people, not just you. So yeah. for me it was just that understanding and this whole process has brought my circle so close. That, mm-hmm. that is the, that's the biggest blessing of this whole thing. Forget the rest of it. Forget 
the factory bike, forget all that. The biggest blessing has been me, Frace, Jimmy Button, Corey, Robbie, my family, those people, um, man, coming together super tight. Like that's the immediate who I talk to every day Yeah, circle. And, and everyone could have said, okay, you, a lot of people said, all right, you, you ain't got it. We don't believe in you anymore or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. People aren't, it, it doesn't really matter. They could have all done that. You know, Jimmy's not making money off of me and hasn't mm-hmm. for a while. I haven't made him much at all. Um, and for an, for an agent, like that's the job, you know? So the fact that he was so down to do whatever to figure this out for me because he believes in me mm-hmm. and because our relationship's deeper than just business. Um, my trainer, Corey, like me and Brad, were just living on his couches just for months at a time. <laughs> just we're like, that's family as well. Like him and his wife and his kids, that's family. Robbie, obviously, I don't even need to go there. Yeah. Um, all of us, like me and Brad have just been traveling the whole country all year, just trying to figure it out, you know? And it's, <laughs> it's been really, really awesome, man. And then out here with Colt and his family and spending time with them, it's, it's just really cool, man. It's been super crazy and a whirlwind, but been around people I love the whole time. So that's made it really enjoyable. Yeah. So, uh, when you had your team gone, um, how far along were you? You said you're obviously going to miss the first few rounds, but like, did you, did you have a name for the team? Uh, um, what was worked out? Did you have the bike built? Did you only have one bike so far? I didn't even have a bike. Uh, that bike I was riding was a loner. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it was, yeah, it was crazy. We, Jimmy was actually handing, handling all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that I'm close with, like Ziggy, Ziggy was going to be very instrumental in that. He's been someone who I've known my whole life and he's a person who's always believed in me mm-hmm. and also been a friend. And I'm extremely thankful for that relationship. Um, and he was happy for me when I got this deal. You know, that's the thing is everyone that was going to help, they understand how much this means to my career. Yeah. And they also support that 100% because they believe in me and because the relationship I have with most of these people is deeper than just, you know, the, the exchange of, of goods. So we weren't that far along, man. We were, we were out here running with the Packy MH sports thing. We've been doing (laughs) a lot of stuff with the Packy MH thing, but we were trying to make it work. We had quite a few things lined up, but it was still a work in progress. And, you know, obviously I would like to thank everyone that was going to be a part of that. There were some people who, we're really jumping out the window to uh, to support our whole thing because they believed in it and because just the relationships with everyone. And it's really, really cool to see that all come full circle and to know that, you know, as long as you just be a good human being. And mm-hmm. obviously I'm not uh, naive to the fact that it's because they do still believe I can do this. So that too, but also you know, it goes both ways. So that was a really cool thing to see in this whole process as well. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just about me, you know, that was really, really cool. It's pretty, uh, overwhelming how much actually goes into creating your own effort. Right. I mean, man, I mean, even things like, like, Oh, what kind of brake rotor am I going to use? What kind of clutch? And Mm. 
And then let let alone how am I going to get to the races, right? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's very funny how <laughs> you can be very picky about things <laughs> until you're thrown in that yeah. that type of uh, <clears throat> that type of ocean. You're like, well, does the brake work? All right, the stock is okay. <laughs> Let's make it work. We're all right. No graphics. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It looks kind of cool without them. You know what I'm saying? You just you make it work. So. Um, there's so much that goes into this though. And also that's another good thing to learn. It's that everyone is doing as good as they can when you're on a team. Yeah. And there's a lot of weight to be pulled around Mm -hmm. and understanding that process more now, just from being a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. luckily, you know, thankfully I didn't have to go through it the whole season because it would have been a lot of work and it was going to be very difficult, but I was in it enough for quite a few months to understand it and to uh, just be appreciative when other people are taking care of it because it's a lot of work. I don't care what team you're on. It's a lot of work for somebody. So, man, that's, uh, yes, it is very crazy. Down to the very most minor details, it all has to get figured out. So so tightening your chain. (laughs) Uh, What is your technique, Justin Bogle, on... uh on uh, keeping the wheel forward when you're tightening the axle? Do you put a wrench in the spoke and chain? Put a rag in there. A rag in there. Yeah, I'm not trying to scuff up. Uh, <laughs> and and honestly, I don't really have tools, so I wasn't trying to scuff up anybody else's tools. <laughs> actually, I'm borrowing a toolbox from Hutch right now. I actually need to get it back to him now that I have nice. a mechanic. Speaking of Hutch, I know Hutch is your boy. What is he doing now? Uh, he's working for Yamaha. He's still at Yamaha? Yep, he's still at Yamaha. Okay, because... And then has he never had an Instagram or does he just not have one now? He hasn't had one for quite a while. Okay, because, you know, I help out with the Roy Cyclery mm-hmm. Instagram. And, yep. And Mike from Roy sent me a picture that Hutch sent him mm-hmm. of his bike. He said, please post this. It's from No Insta Hutch. Yeah. Yeah, no no Instagram for Hutch. It's a, he's right, though. It is a, it's a pretty it's a time gnarly, suck. just time-consuming waster. So I think that was his deal with it. It's just he just wastes so much time. You know, he's got a... A wife and a kid now. He's got yep. responsibilities, things to deal with. Doesn't need to be scrolling on IG all day. You know? Yep, yep. So things like that, like your relationship with Hutch, you guys are still tight even though you're not working together. It's, it's, Correct? It's, yeah. deeper than, it's deeper than all that, man. It's deeper than rap. It's uh, Hutch is somebody who I I genuinely love. I was in his wedding. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's not just like, oh, he was my mechanic for a while. It's We grew up together. Yeah. You know, once we moved, we both moved down here <clears throat> to uh southern california at the same time yeah he was young but i was really young Mm -hmm. so i looked at him like he was the big brother and we he kind of helped me figure out just how to live as an adult you know i i was so green to just life at that point just being so young um so our our relationship is is definitely more than just just a mechanic and a rider you know it goes way beyond that yeah it was so weird for me to see him uh, working I rec- with Cooper. I recorded my uh, my verse for Proud of Me, the first song I was ever on in his closet. So In his closet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so the Rocky Mountain ATV MC ride. Like, Benny gets hurt. You're obviously tight with Benny being Oklahoma boys. Yep. So you probably knew he was hurt before the news was really out. Yep. Like, did you think... Ooh, maybe they'll call me. It didn't or... even cross my mind. <clears throat> Literally didn't even cross my mind. There's, <laughs> My brain was so uh, full and somewhat overwhelmed with things that... Full of tech tips. I was 
busy <laughs> trying to figure out my own situation. So, um, Benny actually getting moved into the house. I only had a table and my mattress is on the floor. I didn't have time to get moved in. And I was sitting at the table and drinking a coffee and Benny calls me and he's like, Hey, so this is worse than I thought it was. You should pursue this. I already put your name in here. We'd been riding together. He'd been seeing what I was doing. So he knew where I was at with everything and the struggles of putting together your own operation. Yeah. But I was really thankful for that. You know, that was very cool of, of Benny to, to do that for me. So, and like I said, he's been out, out at the track hanging out with us and felt like we were back home today. You know, Benny, his dad, Robbie, Frace, we were all out there Yeah. at the track today. So it was, it was cool. Yeah. Um, so did they call you or did they call Jimmy? Actually, after I talked to Benny, I got on the phone with Jimmy and I was like, Hey, if this is possible, <laughs> my goodness, this would be incredible. So yeah. he got on the horn with, uh, someone over there, Forrest, I think Forrest. maybe Forrest or Burn or somebody. So, um, yeah, it was, everything moved super quick from there. It was basically like, can you be in California tomorrow? And I was like, <laughs> dude, if I, if I could fly there this second, I would. So mm -hmm. got out here as soon as I could. And then, yeah, got on the bike. That wasn't too many days ago. Yeah. <laughs> I have to wonder though, uh, you had to have had some offers and probably obviously from teams that you felt weren't going to provide the right amount of support for a rider of your caliber, correct? Uh, I mean, it was... You can't tell me that nobody wanted you. I mean, I had a couple of options for some things, but I really didn't have much in the way of offers. I had some people that reached out that I, I respect a lot and, uh thought long and hard about doing but at the end of the day it kind of boiled down to the plan that we had for my year and they kind of pull everything back around and get my career back on track mm -hmm. nothing really made sense and then and then we're looking at the only thing that was available to do at that moment that made sense was the phoenix racing team and then um, the iteration of the team that i was a part of ended up not happening which you know, no hard feelings there. Things happen. Mm -hmm. First year team, it was, you know, a lot to deal with. So, um, have a lot of respect for David Eller over there at Phoenix racing. They're still going racing two fifties. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, that's a good dude. So, um, just, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's one of those things that things don't work out. And when that didn't work out, we just pivoted, took off running again and was like, yeah. all right, well, if we got to do it ourselves, we're doing it. And I think, I think people, a lot of, I think I haven't really got a lot of respect because of whatever I look like this, that, whatever. But I think people started to respect it more because I'm not just doing this for a check. I haven't been making money, good money in my ever in my career, to be honest. So, um, dealt with a lot of difficult situations as far as injuries go and things that mm -hmm. have kind of derailed things, but I've always been able to keep my head, you know, on my shoulders and keep moving so when this happened it was the ultimate test of like okay but really how bad do you want this like do you actually want to do this because now it's on you and yours like yeah luckily for me god has blessed me with some people who are so incredible that they weren't just going to leave me out to dry so that's the biggest thing because there's been people you know with everyone in their careers no matter what you do that the second you're not as good as you were it's it's hard because 
people don't see everything that's happening. It's not their job to understand your difficulties and hardships. So mm-hmm. I was, I'm very blessed with those people. Um, but yeah, that's, that was the ultimate test. It's like, okay, well, are you going to give up? You know? And if you don't, who knows, it's either going to work out or it's not, but at least for me, I'll be able to look myself in the mirror and be able to sleep at night and not have any regrets because I've always given it everything that I have. I just maybe have made, I've obviously made a lot of mistakes and I haven't been perfect, but I'm Mm -hmm. the first to admit I'm the furthest thing from that with everything in life. So I'm trying, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're trying to figure it out and enjoying it too, you know, and understanding that it is what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of things that myself or people in general make a big deal out of aren't that big of a deal, you know, kind of learning to be more like water and go with the flow. It's just (laughs) part of the deal, you know? Hey, that's a quote from a Bruce Lee movie, you know? Mm -hmm. I do. (laughs) It's one of my favorite quotes ever. So, uh, you, you alluded to earnings. Um, you strike me as a guy that's smart and is invested in stuff. So, I mean, you had, dude, I mean, you won a Supercross championship. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm like, I'm not, yeah, I, I, I mean, probably shouldn't even have said that. It's not like a but I mean, you, thing. You, it's just, once I moved 450, yeah. it just got difficult. You know, yeah. it's just lack of rides and it's timing and it's injuries and all of that. Mm-hmm. I understand the whole thing. I'm not bitter about anything ever. Yeah. I understand it. I'm also not scared to sleep on the floor. I'm not one of those people who's scared to, you know, I literally, I was back and forth between Oklahoma and Texas for a while. Mm-hmm sidebar here just to get off the off the tracks i was sleeping on the floor at brad's apartment uh-huh. when i was in texas yeah i was sleeping uh on a couch when i was in north carolina and i was in a spare bedroom with my parents when i was there yeah and i was just bouncing around and figuring it out you know and it's it teaches you that it it doesn't really matter you know yeah. you'll, you'll figure it out hey did you ever uh did you ever get into the whole personal motor coach thing? Mm, I definitely didn't make enough money for that. Those things are, <laughs> those things are uh, definitely a, a hefty price tag. Yeah, but I mean, regardless of that, did, did you like the personal motor coach at the races thing? Right. Say you're on a team, and you have access to a semi. Yep. And a bunk upstairs mm-hmm. to sleep in or whatever. Like I me, mean, I could see like guys. And investing in that motor coach and a driver and everything if they're bringing their family every weekend and everything but like to me it doesn't really make sense if it's just you right yeah unless see that the motorhome thing would be incredible because i would sleep there yeah i would have my family there and it would feel like almost like amateurs you know when you were racing to race yeah it wasn't like you're just doing it for a job you know that's why i would like to do it uh it would be more convenient obviously because you could wake up at the track yeah. And it would be more convenient because you could have space for your family. But that being said, when we're talking financially, it is for somebody who's not in that, you know, top three guy. Yeah. That upper echelon of earnings in the sport, which is the way anything works. You know, if you're not one of those top few, mm-hmm. you can't even afford it anyway. So it doesn't really matter unless you get someone to pay for it, mm-hmm. you know, or a sponsorship deal. In which case, by all means, I would love it. But um, as far as just going out and buying, you know, a gnarly motorhome and doing it myself, I've never seen my account look like that. To be able to just go (laughs) 
throw that away. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's definitely. You know, it's all good, but that's that's some uh, some other stuff. I I know when this is over, I still got 40 years. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was we I did a podcast last week, I think, with uh, Alex Ray, and we we're talking about the finances of it, and. I'm like, hey, so you you're you have this Suzuki factory support ride with HEP Suzuki. Do you have a salary? <laughs> no. It's got no salary. Team gear deals. So no team sal no gear salaries. He's uh basically racing for Suzuki contingency and purse money. And that's what you fa- found yourself faced with, right? As mm-hmm. as a privateer. Did you choose the Honda because like does Honda pay out well, or did you choose the Honda at first because that was what? I chose the Honda because it's what I had, and it's also the relationship that I had with Geico. a lot of people at Honda. You know, even, shout out to people like even Gothic J and Lars, like they called me and were like, hey, just so you know, like this, this, and this, just for like simple things, safety uh-huh. things, you know? And I'm like, that meant the world to me yeah. that you would... Obviously, being around Trey, he's testing and doing things for them, so there's mm-hmm. that connection. But just the fact that they would reach out and even just acknowledge that I was riding one was very, very cool because they weren't getting anything out of me at that point, you know? So yeah. that was really cool. So a lot of it was that. And, you know, just talking with – when I was trying to figure it out, just making calls and talking to Ziggy, and I know Ziggy knows how to make oh, a, yeah. a Honda work, man, that better than anybody. So talking to Ziggy, and, and obviously there was – calls with everyone you know people that i just respect immensely you know mm-hmm. jimmy talked to my shag just to kind of see you know is a is the honda this that whatever so we were going to go that route um just wasn't going to be much support mm-hmm. at all you know so um that that situation with not making a salary and riding for contingencies extremely common even for people that yeah. can win races you know yeah. it just it just kind of is what it is and the understanding that this sport is very small and that we definitely risk reward. We should probably, you know, in a perfect world, get paid a lot of money, but it just, it's not a perfect world and it doesn't matter what you think. The market's the market. Mm -hmm. It dictates what it is because it's the market. You don't get to tell the market what it should be. You know, if there's money to be made, then it can be made. But if there's just not it doesn't just appear out of thin air. So that situation is extremely common. Um, I mean, I won Bud's Creek and I got Suzuki contingency for it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's all I was getting that year. So, uh, again, I'm the furthest thing from mad or bitter about any of that. It was, I was so thankful for that situation mm-hmm. even then, you know, and that was an incredible team. So it's just things that you have to deal with and, if you're smart, you can make it work and be okay. And if you go out and get results, things end up working out for you. So that's really the only thing that's kept me uh, from getting, I don't know, caught up in all that is just if I go do my job the mm-hmm. way I believe I could do it, it'll all work out. Yeah. So. Do you still love riding your dirt bike? I mean, is that kind of why you're still doing this? I really do love riding my dirt bike, especially this dirt bike that I just got on. Yeah, let's talk about the KTM. My goodness, man. I, mean, I, I was 
<clears throat> I was blown away. And I, I've said this before. I really don't like when people get on something new or do something new and they say that. Yeah. And I can tell you I've been enough places and, and ridden enough different things and had enough stuff go on in life and I'm old enough now. Yeah. I've experienced enough that I can tell you this genuine happiness, you know, I I really like this motorcycle. Mm -hmm. The team that I've been around, the people, it's everyone's been super cool, mellow and understanding and it's been it's been awesome, man. Even the gear I'm wearing fits incredible. Like the fly gear is awesome. It's like, I don't know, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Some mysterious ways, man, I'm telling you, mysterious ways. Things always work out if you just keep the faith. Yeah. So. All right, so you got off, or what did you ride as an amateur? Uh, I rode, I was on Team Green. Yeah, you rode Cowies, right? Yeah, so, my whole life. Well, not I'm, Team Green. I'm, I didn't get Team I, Green well, until I was like But 14, I'm, I'm but. assuming those Cowies were all aluminum chassis too, right? You didn't ride yeah. the early steel one. Mm -mm. Okay, so, so big bikes, you've always been on aluminum frame yep uh then you get on the ktm which is chrome molly and obviously has a way different character is that something that stood out to you and you noticed right away or was it just like another dirt bike no it definitely stood out um a lot with that motorcycle fits how i ride i think the power delivery on that the ktm engine is really smooth and i can kind of ride at super low r's like i like to ride mm -hmm. and the frame, the way the chassis works is just, I mean, it's really what, it's just what you try to accomplish, you know? I know I'm jumping in so late in the game that everyone's already tested all off season. So yeah. I didn't have to go through the testing aspect of everything because Blake and Benny busted their asses to test. So yeah. uh, I'm aware of that fact as well, but I jumped right on the thing and was immediately comfortable. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, it took me, you know, probably my first time out and I was like, wow, this is a little weird. This is different. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's, it's been pretty seamless. Like I said, man, it's, it was surprising because I was nervous. I've never ridden uh, a KTM in my life, never mm -hmm. used a hydraulic clutch, you know, none of that. So uh, it's definitely different, but I'm just uh, very happy with, with where everything's at. Yeah. When you go, <coughs> excuse me, when you got on the bike. Obviously, it's, it's Benny's bike. Yep. Obviously, you can't run that seat or those bars, those <laughs> clamps, right? I'm about a foot and a half short. <laughs> do they go uh, Blake settings, or do they just kind of guesstimate? No, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely closer to Blake settings. Definitely closer to Blake settings. He's a lot lighter than I am, but uh -huh. um, I like whatever he had, so uh -huh. it was good. Benny's bike was super stiff yeah in comparison so well, that guy's got a lot of leverage <clears throat> he's big on everything he's a big dude so a little different a little different setting are you guys running uh cone valve spring forks or are you running the air <clears throat> i've i'm new here <laughs> <laughs> okay well um what what's the biggest thing that stands out to you about that bike the way it handles like is it it's just say the corner I, amazing yeah it's just it handles really good and and i love the power of the engine it's just really the whole package it's it's kind of funny because you search and do all these things to try to get that and like i said i'm aware of the fact that i'm jumping straight on a incredibly gone through motorcycle but mm -hmm. if it doesn't come straight from the factory good and you can't ride a stock one yeah it's hard to make it work right 
You know, when you can do that, then you can make it right. And this is one of those bikes you can just go buy one and ride it and it works. Mm -hmm. I've only ridden a couple bikes like that, you know, ever. So that's a really cool part of this whole thing too, is just the bike's just so comfortable. Hey, along those lines, how did you get along with the Suzuki last year? I knew you were going to ask me that. (laughs) I'll say this. Stock, the 18 Suzuki's kind of... The, the seven, 2018 Suzuki was kind of funky. Yeah, I'll say this. The 17 Suzuki, I uh, worked really hard with Ryo at show when I was there uh-huh. to get that thing working for outdoors, and it was so fun to ride. Yeah. Um, that's about all I can say about that. <laughs> the 18, you weren't I'd, a fan, I take I, it. I, yeah, I mean, it just didn't fit yeah. how I... How I ride, I guess. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I know it was a, it was a new bike too, you know. And I mean, it just that thing happens when they come out with a new chassis, yeah, and completely redesign a motorcycle. It's very difficult, especially when you have two concussions, a broken arm, fractured back, <laughs> and then have another arm surgery. You're yeah. not. It's really no one's fault. I just didn't, I really didn't ride. Yeah, you know, I didn't ride, so yeah. I didn't test much. I tested when I could, but I didn't ride. Yeah. You know what stands out to me about your your uh, 2018 season was, was San Diego when you got landed on. Yep. You broke your humerus, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's kind of crazy that in Supercross, people don't get landed on more, I think. It really, it really is. Triple's first lap are very sketchy. Yeah. You know, they're just big jumps. They're the easiest thing to do, but they're big. Yeah. So if it go, does go wrong, it, it goes really wrong. And that was one of those things where I don't think I was ready to be out there. Mm. The concussions were worse than I understood at the time, I think. And mm-hmm. I'm, I was completely fine in another month, you know, yeah. it just took a little time just because of, I had them in such quick succession to each other. Yeah. They were one than the other. I, wasn't myself even just in life you know it was yeah. just weird so Dude, concussions are gnarly because like i mean i've I've had a few mm-hmm. and the last big one i had it was, it was really weird I, I had this big concussion and my kids said i was a different person for 100%. like a month it, yeah like real short fuse and uh it makes your fuse extremely short yeah but the the funniest thing about it is it happened when uh jason lawrence was still around and I actually interviewed J-Law and did a photo shoot for the cover with him and I have this magazine in my office because I have no recollection of doing the photo shoot writing any of the stories nothing like that and it was like I I woke up like a month later Mm. realistically you know it was like all of a sudden one day I I snapped out of it Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah the, the mind injuring your brain is a very scary thing it's very scary because for me okay if i injure anything else even just being around brad he's very i guess inspiring to the fact that he never let what happened to him dictate what he was going to think or do was he a paraplegic or was he quadriplegic uh no just waist down waist down paraplegic okay so uh seeing that and seeing how he's been able to handle things it's like as long as you have your mind Mm -hmm. if you're built a certain way you can do anything Mm -hmm. you know but without your brain i mean this thing's over yeah 
So that, that one is definitely scary. Um, it makes you a different person for a while, you know? And that sucks too, because you end up taking it out on the people that you're closest to. Yeah. You know, your family's who you're around, you're the people that you're living with or whatever, you know? That's who gets the brunt of the short fuse and the just little pissy attitude and stuff that comes with it. But it just takes time to get over. Once you get over it, you're good. Yeah. You know, just, it's like anything. It just takes time. Even mm -hmm. with my arm, my arm was a pain in the ass. It was an ugly break. It wasn't, nerve got trapped in there. But once time and it heals, it's fine. Yeah. You know, all things just take time. Do you remember being landed on? Or was it foggy? Cause no, I didn't, I didn't get a concussion in that deal really. But I think I, I think I, uh, like went into shock or something. Cause I don't remember it. I don't remember until I. I was moving the whole time, but I don't remember until I, I like sat up and I'm like spitting blood out and I'm like, yeah. I've never felt this much pain in my life. Like what's yeah, going dude, I, on? I, I watched you get driven off in the My arm mule. was just upside and down knew, and yeah. backwards behind me. It was, it was really honestly the most painful thing I've ever had. And I couldn't sit upright cause my, I had that compression fracture in my back. It was, mm -hmm. it was pretty brutal, but that one honestly hurt so bad yeah, because the humerus is the it's a, that's a second hardest bone in your body to break, right? Yeah, and and it's it's big too, you know. Yeah. And that one that one hurt definitely. Anyone that's done that knew what I did as soon as they saw me. Yeah, they knew what it was because that one hurts. Um, yeah, it was it was not fun, but could have been worse, you know. Yeah. I was leaning to the side. If I got landed on directly behind me, it would have been a whole lot worse than it was. So I'm just thankful that it wasn't worse than that because I just sacrificed a year of my career rather than the whole rest of it. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of whole rest of it injuries, I mean, a broken back is something that makes anyone think twice about carrying on, right? So, like, you broke your back in, was it 14? December 3rd, 2013. 13. Yep. Okay, but then you came back the next year and, and won your Supercross championship. Yep. Was there a point when you broke your back that you're like over it, nope. thinking I'm going to do something else? Nope. Never thought? Nope. <laughs> Not once. In that in that time period, there was when I did my arm, though. Really? I was looking at my dad because it's like the third time I've been ambulanced off in yeah. like three months. I'm looking at my dad. I'm like, dude. I don't know if I can do this. Like, yeah. I just don't. Like, I'm, I'm very, I'm very strong-willed, and I'm very determined as a human being, and I'm, I'm able to, either block it out or, hit it head-on, face it, move past it. But that one was tough to get through. Mm -hmm. The back when I did that, I was, I was firing on all cylinders right there, mm -hmm. and I was very determined to win that championship. And then when that happened, it was like. It wasn't like my world ended. It was just like, Setback. well, this sucks, but I was ripping and it's not as bad as it could have been. Yeah. So when I get back, like I'll be all right. It's just going to take a little time. Mm -hmm. So when I came back from that and I rode for, you know, two weeks and then I went to Dallas and barely made the main. Then I rode around and got fifth and then the next week I got third and then I got third again and then. <laughs> had an off week and then I got a second then I won and then I won and then I was like it just took time to get back to it you know back to where I was back in in form by the end of it but I think for me I don't think I'm crazy 
with any of this because I've already done it before, you know, I've, I wasn't supposed to even get a factory ride, like, I'm a random kid from Oklahoma, like, I wasn't ever, no one was ever talking about me, not until I won all the time, mm-hmm. and figured that out, it just took a long time, you know, even winning, I won that Supercross championship, that was my second crack at it, you know, it's, I mean, I get it, like, I maybe haven't lived up to expectations, but I've had to overcome a lot of things, even Mm -hmm. my title defense year, it came down to the last round, and I I rode for a week and a half before the first round, and I came off of a full shoulder surgery for that one, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was tough to get ready, I wasn't ready, but the mind is a very powerful thing, so (laughs) get out there and just do as good as I could, but um, there's also been times when things have been smooth sailing for a while, you know, and like it was all summer in 17 mm-hmm. and I'm winning motos here and there. I wasn't super consistent, but was getting it figured out. But all those things just teach you things, you know, last year felt like it was never going to end. It yeah. just felt like it was never, ever going to end. It was just one thing after another with everything. It was just such a pain in the ass all year, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't take any of that back or change it. It was something that needed to happen for me. All the things that it did, the the cards that it shuffled around, for me in my life and with people and things, I wouldn't change for, for anything. Okay, so here we are, three days away from Anaheim 1. You've got a great ride. You seem comfortable on the bike. You look comfortable on the bike today. Thank you. Um, man, what are you expecting out of yourself? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it is, you know? It is what it is. That's yeah. that's all. That's literally all it is. Because I I can say this, that, and whatever, but it does not matter. What I'm going to do is go out and do as good as I can. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, it is. Then we build from there. I, I have no idea what to expect. But I, I mean, I'm confident enough in myself to go out there and give it a shot. That's for sure. You know, I yeah. didn't know I was racing until the other day <laughs> it's but pretty new you didn't have numbers on and you were in a blank jersey today <laughs> i didn't ride for almost two weeks at one point very recently because i had to order parts to uh rebuild the top end on my practice or my the bike i was the riding. bike you had so uh i mean <laughs> it is what it is you know <laughs> the cool thing about it is the team is very understanding and they they get where this is at and they mm-hmm. get that this is 17 weekends you know yeah People forget that a lot. It's so long. It really is. How do you get along with Blake? Good. It's been it's been super chill at the track. It's been really cool, actually. Yeah. I haven't spent a lot of time with him ever, really. I've never been teammates with him or, mm-hmm. or any of that, but... He's never, pretty cool. He's never he's, had any issues. He's, he's actually relaxed a lot. Yeah, he seems like, like a cool dude. I think at this point we're all old enough that we've all been through enough and seen both sides of everything that no one's just out here just being being a punk for no reason you know yeah definitely oh shit i forgot we need to take a commercial break real quick to uh hear from our sponsors so let's do that real quick ogeo has been around for three decades but it was in 2001 that the brand forever changed the way we think about gear bags with never seen before features like specific storage compartments for your boots helmets gear and more the ogeo 9800 is the most popular gear bag in motocross visit ogeopowersports.com 
For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the SWAT Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barsha, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. This offseason, I've been training harder than ever getting ready for 2019, and I've been using Rhino Power supplements before, during, and after my training and has made a big difference, especially the motivation pills. Use Swap Moto as your discount code at checkout for 10% off your purchase plus free shipping on rhinopower.com. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. So welcome back to the Swap Moto Live podcast presented by OGO. I'm here with Justin Bogle. And... Uh, Man, so we talked about the bike, we talked about your teammates, and then you touched briefly on the gear. So you uh, you were wearing Thor for your privateer effort, yep. and flies the team sponsor for mm-hmm. the Rocky Mountain ATB MC team. Um, pretty seamless for you getting in that stuff? Yeah, yep. How's the ratchet? The bow on the back the is pretty cool. The bow system's huh? awesome. So it's it's really awesome, actually. It works so good. Um, I was obviously with Answer for three years, and they mm-hmm. supported me through <clears throat> all those injuries and issues, and they never wavered with that, which is awesome, and I'm extremely thankful for that. And then Hilton at Thor was very, very supportive of my effort that I was trying to figure out and just you know, believed in the process of it, and that was something that I, I won't forget. I was very thankful for that, you know, and uh, was very understanding when the calls had to be made mm-hmm. that we were going another direction but the fly stuff that i immediately got i've never worn it in my life you know mm-hmm. got in it and i was blown away it fits so good and it looks dope i was yeah. i was really happy with it the helmet's sick you know it's yeah, that helmet, quite a bit in the last couple the helmet years. you're wearing is a brand new fly that's not quote unquote debuted yet to yep. the public um how's awesome. that thing <laughs> it's really cool fits good it looks super cool Obviously, it's got to look good. You know, that's part of it always, <laughs> but fits good. And So I saw the 5150 stickers on your visor. Mm-hmm. So that's team sponsor, I'm assuming, right? Yep. So there was an opportunity for you to bring Doc with you. No, or had that no. Been? Actually, 
pretty much, I mean, they have most things covered, you know, on this team. So uh, a lot of the other stuff that I had to bring along, I had a great relationship with Arai. Mm-hmm. My replica helmet sold extremely well. Yeah. Um, those guys were incredible <clears throat> and still are and were very understanding again with this situation. So was, you know, everyone at 100%, Kuzo, all them dudes. Mm-hmm. I have a long relationship with those guys as well. They were really understanding because I was wearing those during this off season. Um, all that was really, really awesome because everyone was very supportive and understanding. Yeah. And that means a lot. But getting into the fly stuff was super cool, man. Me and Brad just watch videos, you know, because he's been filming. Yeah. And we watch videos of it and we're like, dude, it just looks sick. The whole setup looks huh just looks cool you know it's did you already have your uh your gloves modified and that little patch sewn on for your all sport braces i'm actually waiting on waiting on them to show up here in the next day so are you riding in thor gloves today then because you don't have the i'm actually still in my old answer answer gloves, gloves. <laughs> for the next day so nice. i'll get the uh i'll have the fly ones on for press day so yeah it'll be all good that's cool so the wrist braces uh i know you've always worn two yep um is it preventative or is it protecting old injury? At this point, it's preventative. I don't yeah. have to wear them. Yeah. Um, I did for a while. Um, I had a, I got a wonky wrist a little bit, but it's it's really not an issue anymore. Oh, dude, you said wonky. I did. See, Casey Davis, my video editor, Yeah. he says wonky, and I thought he made that word up. Oh, no. But I've heard other people saying yeah. wonky now. I'm like, fuck, it's a real word. Yeah. All right, so yeah, wonky wrist. Yep, but... I mean, I'm good. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I just haven't ridden without them since, you yeah. know, since 2013. Yep. So, let's see. Can you give me a, a Jeff Brewer impersonation? <laughs> no, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it to him. Jeff's a good guy, man. Yeah, he called me the other day and was like, hey, man, I, I'm still here. I go, yeah, I know. He goes, I'm still making braces. I go, yeah, I, I know, Jeff. And he goes, well, I... I you know, I know Mobius is making a big push with their wrist brace. But I just want you to know that I'm still here. Well, yeah, I know, Jeff. We'll we'll do something when you get out here. So I think I'm going to be seeing him pretty soon. But he always cracks me up because he'll call. And <clears throat> one time I had my daughters in the car, and I was going to answer it on speakerphone. And I go, okay, this guy's going to go, hey, Don, it's Jeff Brewer. <laughs> Right? Every time. Pretty spot on. Every time. Yeah. That guy's a good guy. He'll, uh, it's funny how he's the dude who you want to know when you need him. Like, like when your wrist is hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man. Definitely. He's, he's helped me out so many times when I busted my wrist. Yeah. He's a dude that, and for me, I think I'm not the only one, you know, there's a few of us now that just wear them yeah. full time. I, I love them. I don't mind them at all. So. Everyone always asks me, like, if they bug me, and I, they just don't. Yeah. If they did, Second I wouldn't nature, wear them, right? you know? Yeah, yeah when, I, when I broke my navicular and was freaking out mm-hmm. about it and still wanted to ride, he actually made me this funky brace that wasn't even a pivot. Yep. He had me put the casting on and hold on to a grip, and I had this crazy-looking rigid thing on my arm. But, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Make, if you need to get back on the track, he'll make it happen. Yeah. What about your personal uh, specialized Shimano deals? Are those still around? Um, I mean, dude, all this stuff going the way it's went in the last few days, still working everything out, but 
I would love to be obviously still involved with Specialized and Shimano. They've mm-hmm. been behind me for, man, it's been a long time now, more than five yeah. years. So they have incredible products and I, I like them, but I'm not sure how all that stuff works out with team stuff and all that. I'm, I'm not as well versed on the sponsor list as I should be quite <laughs> yet, but, um, I mean, shout out to those guys for, for everything for the last five years. It's been, it's been really cool having support from them. Yeah. Have you shot your team poster yet? Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to have a poster. I'm not sure. You're not going to have autograph stock at Anaheim one? Guess not. You're going to do some, uh, CD covers or something. <laughs> something. Yeah, I don't know. I'll sign foreheads and babies, I guess. <laughs> hey, how's the uh, how's the music coming along? Good, man. Really good. The yeah. I guess blessing in disguise. You just had a was, new a new release, correct? Recently. Uh, just random singles here and there that mm-hmm. we just were making and just put out in like two days because we were bored and didn't have anything else to do. You know, I didn't like I don't like idle time or sitting there. Once once Brad, me and Brad kind of got together and he realized like all right we're just gonna go and try to make this work since yeah. we're not doing nothing else so we made a lot of music this summer and have a project that's my project that brad that phrase fully produced mixed mastered engineered all that mm-hmm. coming out soon i don't know when i need to tighten a few things up and finish it but we had a lot of time this summer you mm-hmm. know so made a lot of stuff learned a lot got a lot better so it's going really good. Do uh, do people ever give you shit for your music? Like, you're not serious enough about racing because you're doing this music thing? Uh, not really. And if they do, I don't really care at all. <laughs> I really don't. That's not me even being a punk or nothing. I just don't care. It's yeah. I love it, and I've been through enough shit that I, I've earned the right to do what I want to do. I'm not out here embarrassing my sponsors or anybody. Yeah. And it's not Justin Bogle making the music anyways. You know, it's... It's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with this at all. Um, I don't market it through my Justin Bogle channels. It's not Captain doing any of it. You know, it's completely different business in itself. So it's something that I'm going to pursue heavily when I'm finished with this one day. But right now I'm not. And I'm preoccupied with figuring out how to get back up front in this dirt bike thing. So. If anybody has an issue with it, they, I, it's just, that's their issue, not mine. You know, I, I love it. I genuinely love it. And I think that I don't do anything that's knowingly, um, against what I am or who I am. So I definitely don't make things I don't believe in or that I think are corny. I would never do that. So I don't have to depend on it for my revenue stream to pay my bills so I can make what I want to make and work with who I want to work with and um, enjoy it and get off my chest what I need to get off my chest or talk about whatever I want to talk about and that's whatever you know it's when I'm dealing with something if it's an issue or you know relationship things people relate to that you know what I'm saying so I'll make music about it because it's what I love one thing about your music is that you don't rap about dirt bikes and wheelies and jumping why have you resisted that that path I mean it's two separate worlds two different yeah I mean no offense to anyone who does it do what you love I will never hate on somebody doing what they love ever um 
but for me personally I've never I've never done that I've made music for a very long time and I just have never seen the point I talk about my life mm -hmm. a lot I'm very open with my issues and whatever I'm going through and what's going on and people relate to that more than they relate to you know what I do for a job um, as far as people like me you know kids there's a lot of kids who really ride for us you know mm -hmm. we see them on instagram on twitter uh, if we drop merch they buy it they'll it'll sell out they'll buy we sold we we hand painted that calvin klein jacket me and frace did and <laughs> it was super dope and we were like let's sell this thing it's sold in 10 minutes you know it's there's those kids mean the world to me because they're one of the there's only a couple thousand people that even know about it you know yeah and they really ride for it so i know those kids feel how we feel mm -hmm. you know there's people that feel the way I feel so whether it's about life girls or a situation you're in or whatever you're dealing with it's and you can relate to the struggle of things which is you know what happens with injuries and there's a way to spin it that's that's life you know and that's more how I operate anyways I don't live in that bubble full-time I'm mm -hmm. you know I'm into what I'm into and I, I do what I do so like I said I'm not gonna discount or knock someone else's hustle do you think but for me personally i just do what i feel is right and i go with my gut most of the time so mm -hmm. that's and it's what i love i genuinely love the stuff so i don't just make it to make a little money or nothing you know what's your favorite track that you've made it's definitely not out yet it will be though <laughs> this next project is cool there's like the three acts like the three acts of a play or whatever there's yeah. like the the first couple where it's like the you know the understanding of the 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 the, the setup whatever then there's mm -hmm. the the conflict in the middle like this problem whatever and then the end is like kind of got this the third act the kind of the good ending so so is that a justin lucas solo project or is it with yes your guys justin lucas solo project there's a feature from frace actually at the on the intro where he's he's talking a lot of game it's really really cool mm-hmm so, um, Frace and then CP, <clears throat> CP, the God is on there as well. That's one of the, one of the boys from, from Texas that we spend a lot of time with. So he's on there and, and that's it. Other than that, it's just me. So mm -hmm. I had a lot of, a lot of things to talk about this year. You know, I had a lot of things going on. So <laughs> a lot of time too, right? Yep. Nice. Is there a, is there a track that you regret? No. I mean, cause I know sometimes I've, I've talked, you know, I'm like, Oh, I want to use this song or something and you're like oh that one's whack <laughs> well even so I mean <clears throat> it just evolved so much over the last couple of years that what we're doing now doesn't really sound like what we were doing before, yeah right you know it's, 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 it's like just, anything it's like it's just different but that's good I'm you want that you want to yeah. get better so we were very green to everything and didn't have anyone to teach us anything we mm -hmm. had to learn all of it ourselves so it's just taking time but even the Packy MH album, like, I'm not going to make something like that now. Mm -hmm. But at the time, we thought it was awesome. Yeah. So I never, that's the thing. It's like my gut, our guts told us that it was cool. Yeah. So we put it out. You know, that's really all it is. And if in the moment you believe that this is right, do it. Yeah. And as long as you don't knowingly do something that you know is not you mm -hmm. and that you know is corny, then you can't regret any of that. Yeah. What about uh, your SoundCloud account? Like, 
Like, how do you choose whether to drop it there or send it to iTunes? Is it more of a process to get it to iTunes where it's uh, uh, possible to make money with? Not really. It's it's pretty simple, actually, to just go through TuneCore and get it put on iTunes. Uh-huh. And that'll put it on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. um, whatever, everything. You know, Google Play, Amazon, whatever. It's on everything. So mm-hmm. um, that's super simple. Sometimes there's like sample issues that you don't really want to go there and <laughs> deal with that because yeah. there's things that can come up there that you don't want to deal with. So, but SoundCloud, I don't, I haven't really been putting most things out on SoundCloud just because I want people to hear it, you know? Yeah. And most people have Apple Music, Spotify, mm-hmm. iTunes. Mm-hmm. So I would like for, if people want to hear it, to be able to hear it, you don't have to go, you know, get SoundCloud to do it. Yeah. SoundCloud's yeah. awesome. It was great for what it was, but. The way things are working now with the whole industry, it's everything streaming. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty tough to make a living as a musician unless you're like one of those big acts, right? Oh yeah. Cause, I mean, because sure. yeah, nobody buy nobody buys no. albums or records anymore. No, and, and it's all we haven't made a. I mean, we've made a dime, but not much more than that off of the music thing. And that's another thing. I we genuinely just do what we really are passionate about. Yeah. With the understanding that the long game always ends up paying off, and the short game does not. Yeah. Ever. So if you do the short game, that's not doing what you love, or not doing what you're passionate about, or what you're great at. Yeah. You know, you do those things, chase that until you get it, rather than giving up and saying, "All right, I'm just going to do this, the safe route, go here." So. We, it's not like we're getting rich off of any of it yet, but the, there's potential. <laughs> you know, yeah, you never know. Uh, performers make money off of live shows, though, mm-hmm. right? So when, when are we going to see a concert? Uh, I can't be touring, man. I'm on a Supercross, <laughs> I'm on a supercross tour right now. Uh, I don't have time for all that. But like I said, when I'm done with racing and however many years that is, yeah, hopefully I have quite a few left, you know? Mm-hmm. And when that's done, pursue it then. Nice. What do you think you're going to do after your race? Just full-time music? Give it a shot. Yeah. You know, see see what happens. I've lived too long with, you know, making my own rules and kind of dictating what I'm going to do mm-hmm. to just abruptly stop that and go get a job. Yeah. That would take some, some time and some adjustment period would be longer than I would think anyways, so... And like I said, I do think that if I go towards that full time, I can do it. So it would just take time and be very difficult, but anything is. So that's all right. I might as well deal with difficulties and struggle for something I love, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, is your uh, uh, deal, this popped in my head, is your deal with Rocky Mountain ATV MC, is that Supercross only or will we see you on that team with Nationals? Um. I mean, I would love, love, love to ride that bike outdoors. Yeah. You know, and I would love to be a part of that team for the whole season. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I mean, like <laughs> Gotta I said, get one race in your Yeah, I just got here. So um, I've spent, you know, a couple of days at the track with the guys. So we haven't really got much further than that. You know, we're, yeah. I'm doing Supercross and I would love to do outdoors. Yeah. Because I love outdoors. Most people don't. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, does it ever, uh, do you ever reflect on like, damn, I want a 450 National? 
I mean, dude, when you won that day, I was freaking out. And it's it's kind of funny, but I didn't know that you weren't with Fed anymore at the time. Mm. And I was calling, I was texting Fed updates because he was racing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he was racing Mammoth or something, mm-hmm. the, the Nationals. And I was texting him at the same time, and he was super pumped for you too. But I, I felt kind of like ignorant and insensitive mm. because I didn't realize that you guys weren't together anymore. Yeah. Well, Fed, but, Fed is another one of those people though that I'm still very close with. Yeah. I still talk to him almost every day. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a good friend. When I got hurt at Monster Cup, he was in the rig with me, like in the medic rig, like helping out. You know, he's yeah. just a great friend. And we've been through a lot together, you know. So you just, those friendships are forged through all the fire you go through. But yeah, that that was a that was a great day, man. It was, it was good. It, it wasn't like a shock or anything. I was just like, all right, cool. I figured I could do this. It's just things had to kind of fall into place. And mm-hmm. I get good starts, so I was hoping, you know, that it was going to happen this year, but it just took some time, you know, mm-hmm. but it's really cool, you know, I was, like I said, whether I get respect or credit or whatever, I don't care, you know, I know what I have gone through, how difficult it's been, I know that, it's no one else's job to know that, mm-hmm. even just to get to that point, it was, it was a lot, so that was really cool, only bummer about it was my family wasn't there, you know. Yeah. That would have been cool, but they were there for the moto at Colorado, mm-hmm. so uh, that was more exciting. Bud's Creek wasn't exciting; it was rewarding, mm-hmm. you know. But it wasn't like, wow, I just won by twelve seconds randomly, yeah, type of thing. So, <laughs> but yeah, Bud's Creek was a was a good day, man. Yeah, didn't luck into it or anything. That's what's cool. So, uh, selling your houses. And you got a new house in Oklahoma. Yep. Is is that uh is that big frame with the two slam belts and the covers, is that in Oklahoma? It's in a storage unit right now. <laughs> but it's going actually it needs to get fixed because it got broken the move. Oh. But it's gonna get fixed and that's the going to be The glass got broken. Yeah, the glass. And, and then did Marshall make that for you? Marshall made that for Marshall me. Marshall Plum. Did yep. that and when you said that name earlier, I was like, God, dude, that guy is so cool. Marshall is, like, he was my first sponsor. Was he? Yeah. And, As uh, Dunlop or? Uh, suspension and stuff like that. He okay, has a okay. suspension shop and does all kinds of stuff back home in Oklahoma and Stillwater. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, he was my first sponsor, really. I had a couple people that helped out a local dealership and and Marshall, but Marshall really, really had a lot of faith in me and helped out a lot and still to this day helps me out anytime I need it. And he's one of those people that you just, you, you can't even take for granted because he's, he's been so damn cool to me my whole life. Yeah. Long as I can remember, you know, definitely. Yeah. I, I spent time with him when, uh, he was at the Yamaha Choi team mm. and, uh, yeah, that's how I met a lot of people. That's how I met Sean Estes. Actually, because he was uh, working with Easton Handlebars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, hey, man. Uh, it's getting late here, and the windows in the uh, in the good old <laughs> Toyota Escondido Mobile Podcast Studio are uh, fogged up. And there was a lady, probably thinking we were being kind of sketchy. <laughs> yeah, probably. It looks a little weird. I'm just gonna get out and be like, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't what you think, but. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, man, I'm super, super excited to see you race uh, Saturday night. 
And, uh, man, I hope things go your way, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show presented by Ogio and hosted by my dad, Don Mera. Thanks for listening.